Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There is no better group of plants for flower power than forms of the shrubby potentilla. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to help with some of your gardening quandaries. There are many routes into the gardening industry, including public relations. And my guest this week is one of the most experienced in the PR world and a very keen gardener as well. It's Graham Paskett. My thanks to Thompson & Morgan, sponsors of this podcast. I hope you had a very uh, happy Christmas. Most of us uh, had the family together, and certainly that was the case with our family. A very nice uh, Christmas day, and usually I spend an hour or two digging either Christmas morning or Boxing morning, but the weather really wasn't conducive to that this year. Really uh, mild and damp. I mean, it rained a lot with us on uh, Christmas day. Boxing day was a little better, but then, of course, it went really cold, and then it turned wet. So... uh, Keep my fingers crossed for the new year. There are, of course, signs of spring. I've got uh, two or three little pots of snowdrops, uh, and they're just nicely flowering. And I noticed, too, this morning, the first of the iris, Iris anguicularis. It's a really uh, strange plant, that. It wants to be kept really uh, hard. If you've got a fairly warm, sheltered position say, a south-facing wall against the house where it's uh, got quite a lot of gravel and free-draining situation, then Iris anguicularis grows quite well in those situations. And uh, at this time of the year, then you'll see those perfect blue flowers popping up and opening. Sure sign of spring on its way. This week I have some very exciting news. Some people say you're always on about new things, But we've just had announced a brilliant new sunflower called Sunbelievable. And it's very well named. I tell you, it is Sunbelievable. Bred by Thompson & Morgan, Charles, their plant breeder, has been working for seven or eight years on it. And this is a really remarkable thing. It has a sunflower-like flower, yes, but it would be, I suppose, two and a half or three inches across. And it starts flowering in mid-late May and, in my garden, carried on flowering until November. Now, unlike most sunflowers, it's not raised from seeds. It's raised from cuttings. And and I took a cutting or two from uh, my plant in uh, late summer, early autumn. And there it is sitting on the windowsill indoors now and still flowering. What sunflower do you have that's still flowering in December? Well, it looks as if it's going to flower pretty well year round. I hope we'll get an offer for it for readers in the paper so that you can be the first to grow it. It's a fantastic thing. Once you've got that either planted in the garden 
all in a pretty big pot and kept well fed and watered, I can tell you. As the months go by, it just gets bigger and better and has more flowers. Unbelievable, without question. When it comes to jobs to do, if the weather's not really uh, cold and freezing, then uh, it's quite a useful thing to get on with pruning. I've just been pruning a, a row of cordon-trained soft roots. There's just a little narrow border, can't be more than 12 inches wide, I suppose, that I've planted with uh, red currants and gooseberries. Most of them are grown up a single trunk as cordons, but uh, there is one six-foot fence panel that has a fan-trained red currant. And then that has, instead of one stem, it has branches in a fan, but each of those branches are pruned in the same way. In the summer, all the side shoots are cut back so that they have six leaves. And then at this time of the year, those sort of six to nine inch long shoots are pruned back just to an inch or two. That forms little spurs, so we have a column of growth and they can really crop quite heavily. Now, the beauty of growing cordon and fan-trained soft fruit against a fence is that when they get to uh, fruit ripening stage, you can fix a net on the top of the fence and just drop it over. A very quick and easy way to protect them. Uh, we've just done a short video on uh, how to do this. And so if you go on to sungardening.co.uk and get down onto the videos, you can see uh, just how we're shaping and pruning these cordon and fan-trained soft fruits. Now, there are times in my job when I need the help of a public relations person. I mean, they're rather like a, a go-between, I suppose, between companies in the gardening and horticultural business and the general public feeding information to people like me. And one rather very special fellow is Mr Graham Paskett. Now, he's been in public relations, well, longer than I can remember, I think. Graham, how long have you been in this business? 41 years, Peter. So there in you PR, are. yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I was in journalism before that. And is, is that how you get into public relations? Then? Well, I did. I mean, a, a lot of people... I mean, traditionally, it was the route. Uh, I mean, I trained on a, on a weekly newspaper in Coventry called the Coventry Standard. In those days, you did a proper indentured apprenticeship and, uh, and all the rest of it. When I finished my indentures, I stayed a little longer. Then I moved to a couple of other papers, and I ended up on the Telegraph, which was a morning paper in Sheffield. And then uh, I moved into PR in 1968, <laughs> a long time ago. But then how do you get the contacts? I carry a little book in my pocket with all kinds of phone numbers, which help me on countless occasions. You know, if somebody phones on a Sunday, uh, wants a comment for a newspaper, and if I don't know the answer, then there's somebody in that <laughs> little book. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're all the same, aren't we, really? <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very, very keen gardener. Quite regularly, I, I, you know, have problems, and I phone you or, or various other mates in the industry who always give me the best advice.
advice on, on what I have to do with X, Y, and Z. We're dinosaurs, really, aren't we? I mean, me, me with my little book. People have these electronic phones now with everything on the phone, and then they drop the phone and they're in a terrible <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I tell you what makes me laugh is you go to meetings and, and people have electronic diaries, and I have my old paper diary, and uh, which I always do in pencil so I can rub things out and move things around. And, you know, we say, why don't you have a meeting? And I'm, I'm there in seconds. And <laughs> five minutes later, they're still trying to work out which page they're on. <laughs> it's progress, I suppose, Peter. <laughs> uh, but, but, Graham, you know, to come back to the job in hand, yes. how many companies currently are you sort of working on oh, behalf? We, we, we work with a lot of companies. I mean, the, 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 the ones you'll... You know, the listeners are most likely to know are um, the Hilliers. We do we do all the Hillier work for their Chelsea exhibition, uh, and this year we're after our seventy third consecutive gold medal, um, which is which is very exciting. And we also do the PR for their garden centres. We handle the work for Wilkinson Sword and Hempton and Chattel, who've got the Cobra range and the Posh Shed Company. One of the really exciting ones at the moment is BASF and Nematodes. Because, you know, nematode slug control is now about 25% of the market and people still don't know what it is. So you've got quite a job there to uh, inform people like me in the hope that we will then in turn uh, inform the general public. Absolutely right. We launched a product back in April, if you remember, down at the uh, Chelsea, uh, the Physic Garden in in Chelsea. The noise-reducing fence panel for Forest Garden. Yeah. Now, you all very generously wrote lots of copy about us and we got lots of inquiries. But, I mean, that was quite a story, wasn't it? Oh, yes. Yeah, I mean, it it was... um really new, hadn't really thought seriously about it, and it actually worked. Yes, that's a great thing, isn't it? And we demonstrated how it worked. Like you, Peter, I, I trained in, I mean, I trained in newspapers, not in horticulture, but as a consequence, I, one has a natural built-in cynicism. And then, and then the uh, nematodes from mm. uh, BASF, I mean, the tremendous development there is that they will actually store a bit, won't they? Yes. The, the way to use them is to use them as fresh as you can. And so the way that uh, you can only buy them from BASF at the moment online because they have to be fresh and you can keep them in the fridge for, for, for quite a few weeks um, and then use them. And then they, they are absolutely superb. I've got a little experiment going this year. You know, one of the favorite foods of slugs is hosta. Yes. Well, I'm growing a hosta bed. Um, I've got quite a big um, vegetable cage. One corner is going to be treated with the nematodes, and the other corner is not going to be treated at all. And it's going to be interesting to see what they look like by what, June time? June, July? <laughs> but I mean, you're unusual in that here you are, a PR man, mm. actually talking about gardening. I oh, mean, yeah. it's unusual <laughs> to <laughs> find someone who uh, not only acts as a go between, but actually gets their hands dirty oh, at, the, yes. at the weekend. We've got four acres here in Staffordshire, and um, it's uh, non stop. Wintertime is as it's not as busy as the spring, of course, because, you know, the mowing in the cellar, because, you know, we finish mowing now, by and large. But today, for example, I've been putting on, um, how many is it? Twelve. Twelve trees um, that, that I got. What I'm trying to do, I don't know that I told you this, I'm trying to, you know, there are 32 native UK trees. I, did, I didn't know that. Well, there I, are, I apparently. Haven't, I haven't stopped and counted. 
Right. <laughs> anyway, they, they are, there are 32. And I have got 14 already growing in the garden. So I went to my friends at Hillier, and they provided me with 12. And I've been potting those on today. And because it's so cold up here, uh, my greenhouse isn't heated. And so I put them in the greenhouse for the time being. You know, we've got about four inches of snow here. I'm afraid we could cap that. Mm. <laughs> it's been pretty messy, I'll tell you. Oh, it is. Yeah. But, but it's quite fun, you know. I love gardening. And, of course, if you love something, you can talk about it sensibly, can't you? Without question, yes. Mm. And you need some experience, you know. We, we need, I think, at least uh, seven or eight years' experience so that we've had a cold winter and a mild winter, a wet winter and a dry winter, yeah. and the same with the spring and the summer and the autumn. You need several years under your belt to really know what's going on. Well, I think I've been gardening nearly 60 or over yeah. 60, I should think. Yeah. yeah, and so we pick up, don't we? Oh, of course you do. Hey, my grandfather taught me, and father was in the services, and he was a king gardener as well. So, you know, it's in the blood. And my daughter's very king gardener, Emma. Yes, oh. it does. It takes time. Yeah, my two children both have allotments. Mm. Um, and, and I think that, you know, over the... Uh, dining table as youngsters they just imbibe it don't they? You know? <laughs> that's right <laughs> and, and out it comes yeah the children always used to say I've got, I've got a son who's not quite so keen on gardening but they used to say oh dad not another garden centre again <laughs> and now <laughs> you, you talk to Emma and you say what are you doing dad I'm just off to the garden centre <laughs> Be because it is becoming quite fashionable and popular again for younger oh, yeah. people isn't it well it is particularly vegetable gardening isn't it you know, I think it's knowing the provenance of what you're eating. That, 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 that's part of, part of it, I think. And then the uh, interest in succulents and, and the whole houseplant thing is coming yeah. back, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, they are, aren't they, this year? It's, a, it's the big thing, isn't it, now, houseplants? Um, I'm not so clever on houseplants, I have to admit. Um, I'm more an outdoor bloke. But you must be pretty good on mowers, you know. Yeah, because I've I've got, I have got a few to choose from, yeah. Well, and I think we first met with Qualcast. We did, we? at Co-Qualcast, that's right. Yeah. That must be, got what, 25 years ago? At least twenty-five years ago, yeah, I think. And more than that, I yeah, think. I yeah, mean, probably. We, we had a silver, a silver one you for did. their twenty-fifth anniversary. You did, and a golden one. Do you remember? Yes. I wonder where they are now. I, well, one's up at the Lawnmower Museum, isn't it, in Preston? Yes, yes. So it, at least there's one. There's one of them knocking there. about, <laughs> and the chances are there are others knocking about. I'm sure there are. And, yeah, because you know, we, we, I think we, we gave you the number one in both, didn't we? You did. And then we ran a competition, so the Sun readers of somewhere have got these lovely old mowers, haven't they? They have indeed. <laughs> yes, I, you know, I mustn't mention that I still push a ransom Ajax. No, you not, mustn't. Not a <laughs> <laughs> but, but of course, the big thing now is battery technology. I, have you used a battery mower? No. Well, I'll tell you the story. We, we do the PR um, for Wilkinson Sword and Wolfgarten, and they have battery-powered lawnmowers. And Cobra, which is the Henton and Chattel range, they also have these lithium iron battery-powered lawnmowers. And my wife clearly has no confidence in my technical ability because I came home with one and she said, you'll never work that out. <laughs> and I said, oh, you mean just slipping a battery in? Anyway, about five minutes later, she came out and she said, see, I told you you couldn't work it out. I said, darling, it's working. Because she's used to a good old Briggs and Stratton engine, petrol engine, and, you know, they are a little more noisy. Yeah. Um, and, and this thing is very quiet. But they do cut now. You know, the modern battery technology is, is, is good. And, and do you need to adjust the model to the size of your lawn? I yes. mean, you, you know, you yes. mentioned four acres of garden. Uh, uh, that's pretty exceptional now in, in, in my world of operation. You know, I've got two lawns. 
They're about 30 foot by 40 foot, uh, and that's quite big by today's mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, the average garden now is 15 square metres, isn't it? Yeah, so you need you need a mower that's almost like a hoover, don't well, you? Well, you do. I mean, <laughs> to be perfectly frank, on, on the big lawns here, we use I use a ride-on, a petrol ride-on. But for the other lawns, we use battery for the small ones. And what sort of hours or time have you got from a full charge? Well... On the on the Cobra one, we get about 35, 40 minutes. So if you've got two batteries, you've got perpetual mowing. You know, because when one runs out, you go and pick the other one up and keep, keep them on charge and you can just keep going. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. So yeah. You, yeah, you just swap them over. Well, I, I mean, I, I really do think, I mean, we're going to have petrol engines around for years because there must be millions of Briggs & Stratton engines out there in the marketplace. And, and they'll go on for years. But 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 the old petrol is, I think probably with the exception of bigger areas, is, is going to take over Yeah, because in, within the next two or three years, I mean, four or five years. I was speaking recently on our podcast about Husqvarna. Yeah. That they've got a video which shows six or eight of their robotic mowers fitted mm. uh, on a drone. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Oh, really? <laughs> a, a drone goes out first of all and surveys, yeah. say, the lawn on a roundabout and the lawn on a roof garden. And then it comes back and feeds into the bigger drone, the information, and the drone then, the second one, takes off with its mowers and drops on out of the sky onto the, <laughs> onto the lawn. And, How brilliant. Yeah, and they say in 10 years' time it, that that's the way that we'll cut grass. And, of well, course, you know, in health and safety terms, you haven't got anybody loading and offloading no, no. mowers. I don't know about you, though. I find cutting grass quite therapeutic. Oh, goodness, it keeps me fit. Absolutely, it keeps you fit and it keeps you... And you yeah, see I mean, all the corners of the garden, don't you? I mean, you're riding on yours. Yeah, I mean, but I'm, only, I'm only some of them. I'm, I'm, I've got a hand mower. <laughs> I've got a hand mower because we've got a little walled garden here. And I've got a hand mower, Peter. Yeah, right. <laughs> An old cork cart, panther. <laughs> Graham, it's great talking to you. Okay. We, must, we must keep in touch. But we I, will. But I do thank you for the help and support you've given us over well, the years. Well, thank you for all of yours, Peter, as well. We'll speak soon. We will. Take care. It was a sigh of relief to get those poinsettias delivered to schools and that fall of snow just didn't make life much easier for us. But there's been several emails come through since. One came from Lorraine Abram up in Glasgow. She says uh, in an email to me that uh, how pleased they were to receive their little poinsettia plants and when the choir from St Timothy's School went out to two of the local residential homes that there were tears of joy in the eyes of some of those elderly people when the choir sang Christmas songs and then uh, came up afterwards and gave all of the residents a poinsettia. So there was a really nice uh, Christmas activity for young and old. And let's hope we can remember both young and old in the new year that's just setting its uh, course now. Thanks again to our sponsor, Thompson and & Morgan. And thanks to you for listening. Enjoy your garden. We'll be back next Thursday. You can discover more at sungardening.co.uk. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 